if you're doing sales right, it's not pushy. It's not dirty. It's not something you should be afraid of. Hey guys, it's your girl, Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy, Joey Price. Hey, thank you for joining another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs build a better version of themselves while they go on to build a better version of their business. This week, we are talking with Dominic Capuccilli, who is the CEO of The Clean Cell, a consulting firm that helps hundreds of entrepreneurs not only tell a better sales story, but also build many of their sales efforts from the ground up. Now, after 10 years as a reporter, author, and screenwriter, Dom found his calling when he rewrote the sales story of a fast-growing healthcare company and doubled their revenue in six months. From there, he quickly rose to be a sales leader at unicorn startup ZocDoc, which everyone's familiar with, currently valued at $1.8 billion. And then he went on to Arches Technology and created and sold an entirely new healthcare technology product to healthcare systems. During his career, Dom was amazed that almost all of these companies he saw were succeeding in spite of their sales story and strategy, not because of it. So in 2016, he decided it was time to change that and The Clean Cell has been helping startups and small businesses ever since. Dom, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me, Joey. I'm tired just hearing that bio. That sounds, <laughs> that's ex- sounds exhausting. Sounds exhausting, but <laughs> it sounds like you're the man we need to talk to if we want to learn about improving our marketing because clearly you've put in the work. Yeah, so, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to get into it with you. Talk to us about the name of your company and why did you name it? So I'm a firm believer that names matter. So talk to us about why your name is what it is. Yeah. So I, I think that sales is real. One of those really interesting things, like any, like any skill set, it seems extremely complicated at first. First, it seems super simple because you don't know anything, right? Like uninformed ignorance. Like you're just like, I, I, yeah, it could be, could be easy. Maybe I could do it. And then you start to get into it and it becomes super, super complicated. And that's where most people rest or most entrepreneurs, especially. And I named it the clean cell because it doesn't need to be that complicated. If you're doing sales right, it is fairly simple and there's structures and there's things that you can learn and just kind of these universal principles that make it much cleaner easier. And then the secondary piece of that is I got real sick of the boiler room selling you a used Chevelle (laughs) image of a salesperson. That's an image of a bad salesperson. Obviously, the loudest people, you know, make the most noise. And I think that that image is why a lot of people really turned off by sales. You know, I sold Cutco knives when I was a kid for like two weeks and I said, I'll never be a salesperson again. It turned into like this, it was this terrible thing that I really hated. And I felt like I was being pushy and invasive and all of these things. And then I learned later in life, when I came back to it, that if you're doing sales right, it's not pushy. It's not dirty. It's not something you should be afraid of. It's just it's just something, it's a skill set that you need to figure out. And it's, it's something mutual where you're actually helping people and you're consulting with them to make sure that they're buying the right solution and you're selling the right one to them. So it's kind of the idea that this, like sales can be simple and it can also be something that is clean and not to be feared or not to be looked down upon. Awesome. As entrepreneurs, we pick up a lot of bad habits, either from the businesses we've left or the books that we read or mm-hmm. the movies that we watch. You know, I'm thinking of like Wolf of Wall Street and, you know, that that seedy uh, salesperson kind of ABC always be closing kind of mindset mm-hmm. that we bring to the table as entrepreneurs. If you had to unpack, uh, let's say, three bad habits that entrepreneurs bring to the sales cycle of their business, what would they be and what should the alternatives be instead? 
Oh man, let me see if I can prioritize this. Uh, all right, I think the number one mistake that most entrepreneurs make, when it, at least in with regard to sales in their business, is they're obsessed about talking about their product and their solution and what it can bring and what they real and they have these amazing capabilities like capabilities decks. You know, I, I've seen so many of them. I, I want to jump off a bridge and, because nobody <laughs> and you would probably land in a sea of capability decks because <laughs> yeah, there's so exactly. many bad ones. <laughs> you know, and you just see these like they're these twenty slide presentations and it's all about every you know or 50 slide presentations and it's all about the technology and how great we are and what we're doing and everything like that and that's not what people care about you know it's all it looks great people will say wow great presentation and then they'll go back and they won't buy from you because you haven't talked to them about the thing they actually care about which is themselves and their problems and whether you can solve those problems for them or not. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of talking about themselves instead of talking about their prospects or trying to have an empathy and understand where their prospects are coming from. If you if people feel that you're empathizing with them, they'll buy from you. The second one, I would say, is they try to outsource sales, meaning that they don't like it. They are usually technical or subject matter experts. Uh, they saw a hole in the market, much like you did when they created their business or they didn't like the way that people were doing it. And they said, you know, I can do this better. And unfortunately, there's two problems with that. Their expertise and their craft generally is not sales. Sometimes it is, but usually usually it's not sales. So they don't have that skill set. Just in the same way it took them 15 years to get the expertise that they have, they don't have this, this expertise and skill set in sales. And the second problem with that is the sales burden still falls on their shoulder. So what they usually try to do is hire somebody where they can, they have this like, they have this beautiful image in their head of, I'm just going to meet with my VP of sales once a week, or I'm going to meet with, I'm going to hire all these consultants to sell for me and I'm going to meet with them and I'm just going to be, you know, and they're just going to close deals and then I can just do the thing I want to do and I won't ever have to worry about it. And it's never works. It very, very rarely works. Even if you hire a VP of sales, um, you should be the one out there selling at least until, you know, your first 30 or 40 clients, depending on the type of business you have. But a lot of them try to do this, I call it in-house outsourcing, where you hire a VP of sales and then you hope that you never ever have to worry about sales again. It just doesn't, it's kind of a pipe dream to think that that can, that that can work for you. And, You're going to have to get in there and get your hands dirty. And Don, what I, what I found in spots like this, I know we've got another thing to unpack, but when you hire that VP of sales too early, uh, as an entrepreneur, you, <laughs> you start counting their paycheck. And, and I feel like sometimes, uh, just from experience, um, I did not hire a VP of sales for the business, but you really don't understand your business or your customers until like a good two or three years into the business. And like you're trying to find an identity for your brand. And so to task someone with uh, leading the sales charge for something that is like a constantly evolving thing, like it's a recipe for disaster. You're going to be like, I, I paid this guy 60K, 80K, 100K. Uh, we blew through so much money, didn't turn into sales. It's just going to it's gonna suck all around. So um, you're right. Like As the owner, you should be the one that is selling, selling, selling until you get to a, a point where you've got a proven model. You know what it is you're selling. You know what it is that your customers want to buy and so on and so forth. But let me get back to you. You're the expert, man. I'm here to listen to you. What's the other thing that we need to talk about? Or if you had any thoughts on what I said. Well, listen, if I, if I was in person with you right now, you'd get one of those big like Goodwill hunting hugs. Except <laughs> like you, you know, you know what's happening. Uh, no, you're you're a hundred percent spot on about that. It's a huge mistake, especially early in a company, because everybody every time you start a company, when people start companies, they have this idea that it's this thing 
that they're going to build. And like, and generally it's not. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> yeah. they set out to build, it doesn't end up being exactly that. And companies who get really caught up in what that looks like end up failing, right? They don't, they're not listening to the market. They're not making the adjustments that they need to make. Yep when they need to make them. And a big piece of that is you have to be out there talking to clients. You don't even know what it is yet. And you're trying to like pack it, put a sticker on it and sell it. And you can't, you, you need to be the one out there actually experiencing that and under and understanding that. And I, and I think that, you know, if we're to tie it into the third thing that I would unpack is you were talking about mistakes that was that what it was? The yeah. Mistake? The, the mistakes that entrepreneurs make in their sales. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a big mistake that entrepreneurs make is they don't, they don't interview their customers or do market or customer development before they start a company or well as they in the, in the company's early days, which speaks to what you're talking about. But I don't mean, hey, here's my platform. Isn't it great? What do you think? And they're always going to be like, oh, that sounds great. I think there's some value in that. I'm talking about you speaking to people who are your target customers or industry experts in your field and understanding everything about the market and their problems before you ever get to your solution, right? So let's talk about what's the nuance of the problems that your business solves, right? Like you do outsourced HR. So like talking to talking to a CEO, like what what are their problems around this area? What are the things that they're struggling with? What are the nuances of that problem, right? Like having those interviews, talking to those people is essential. And talking to your early customers that bought from you, but also the ones who you want to who you want to sell to. Let's say you're opening up a new market, you're putting out a new product, that type of thing. Having these conversations that are not based on your product, but are based on your customers' problems and also based on their buying criteria, how they go about making a decision, where they where this problem not only is this a problem, but is does this problem where's this problem rank? You know, that's gonna help you save a lot of time and money and and figure out how to form your sales strategy or, you know, in some cases, whether you should head down that road or not. So I think a lot of people jump to the here's us here's what's great about us tell us what you think rather than understanding the customer first so i would say that you need to talk to your customers man this is this is gold i hope you guys realize you're getting a master class in uh sales for the entrepreneur we're talking with dom who is the ceo of the clean cell consulting firm dom one of the things that really compels me to buy i've been a big fan of apple and the Steve Jobs, rest in peace, the Steve Jobs Apple keynote has always been like the, the one thing that gets my attention from like big corporate because there's this art of storytelling that Steve and the people that prepare him to talk uh, would, would, would just own very well. And so could you unpack, it doesn't have to be Apple, but like what are the, what's the structure of an effective story and why is storytelling such a huge part of success in selling and marketing and even business overall? Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, storytelling is not just a big part of selling, marketing and business. It's a, it's a big part of life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that's how we communicate as human beings. There's a, there's a crazy book out there called Sapiens, which is, ha which is talks all about how like the entire human race has become successful because of storytelling, our, our ability to believe in these shared myths together. And it's like, a, it's a very intense and, and heavy book, but it, it illustrates that point, which is that human beings communicate through story, right? We're moved through story. And the reason we're doing that, the re reason story does that is because we're able to empathize with people, right? Like that. I'm able to empathize with someone or when I'm telling a sales pitch, I'm able to or, and I empathize with the needs and the pain points that they have. And I try to give them answers for a solution that actually matters for them. And I'm able to tell them a story that rings true for them. They put themselves in the shoes, in their shoes there and they feel it right. Like it's a, a buying something is an emotional piece. So story is the vehicle to get to that piece. It can take somebody on that emotional journey. So that's a really key piece. 
does that make sense? I know I kind of jumped around there a bit, but it does. It does. And earlier in our in our chat today, we were uh, before the recording started, and um, we were having a good time. We we mentioned uh, a comedian who uh, she's very successful at storytelling, and uh, we just talked about how she's great at storytelling because we feel like we are in the story that she's telling. But so like with that type of supporting detail in mind like if i wanted to build a good story for my brand or for my sales process what is a good story and then what is not a good story so like what are the components yeah, of, let's talk of, about of a good story versus what is it not so like maybe it's not a bunch of stats and figures it's not like do this because i said so but like to walk uh, help us unpack like what it is and what it isn't i'm very excited to talk about this okay so i could i could chew the fat on this for for weeks but <laughs> Here's here's the thing, and I'll and I'll give you a good analogy to movies, right? Luke, uh, Star Wars. Luke blows up the Death Star in the last five minutes of the movie, right? I'm sorry if I ruined it for anyone. Oh my God! Now I have to say spoiler alert for everyone who's. (laughs) But come on, man, you had you had like 45 years. Um, So Luke blows up the Death Star at the end of the movie, right? If I turn on that movie with five minutes to go, I don't care about Luke blowing up the Death Star. Doesn't matter to me. Or I'm saying, like if I just turn it on for that piece, you know why? Because I haven't gone all the way back to understand what the stakes are, why it matters, and and really gone through that emotional journey where it actually means something when he blows up to Death Star, right? And I think that if I were to say what most of my clients do and most of the companies that I work with do when I when I start speaking to them is they have Luke blow up the Death Star in the first five minutes of their movie. You have to go back much much further than that and start talking about the problem. So let's let's talk about what that looks like structurally and practically. So from a sales pitch point of view, the first thing that you need to talk about is their pain points. You need to meet a client where they're at, right? So you need to describe to them here, what's the, or, uh, what am I feeling? What are the pain points that I'm feeling? And you need to describe that for them, or you need to ask them questions to get them to describe that and show them that you understand that pain and why it's happening, or I'm sorry, that pain that they're having and that you really understand their needs or what their perceived needs are. That's the first piece. And they need to get to a point where they're saying to themselves, man, this guy gets it, or this this woman gets it. And they, they understand that. I have an, an enormous bullshit detector myself. I really mm-hmm. do. And it's and the and what happens, it, the only way that that goes down for me is when somebody starts talking and I say to myself, okay, that's how I would think about the problem, or that's, that is actually happening to me. That rings true with my experience. Then they gain credibility in my eyes, and that's how they, they kind of get to the point where I'm actually even willing to listen to them. If they started spouting off about their solution before they even talked about the pains that I have or under, showed that they understood the pains that I had, I, they'd lose me. And that's what happens in a lot of pitches. So once you've done that piece, you get their guard down a little bit. Now they go from skeptical or neutral to engaged. They're at least, okay, this this person is speaking about things that are actually of concern to me. So the next piece is you have to be an educator. And I call it why the problem is happening and what it's costing you. So this is kind of where you become, you reframe for them. You say, I'm a doctor. You showed me, you told me all of your symptoms. Now I'm going to tell you what your illness is. And I'm going to tell you why you have your illness. That's the second piece. And that's really a really, really important piece there. So for my business, it's, you know, when I'm talking to a company, it's, hey, you know, we, we need to grow, but we have no idea how to do it. We hired a VP of sales and that and that didn't work out. And then I and then I say, here's why the problem's happening. It's because there is a gap in the market. It's happened to a lot of people. And you're not big enough yet where you can have an entire sales organization built for you. And you're, too, and you're not small enough where you can only sell to your friends. So how do you go from founder-led sales to something structured and scalable? It's extremely difficult to do, and there's really no way to do it effectively, and it kills a lot of companies. That's why it's happening. 
right? I'm now explaining, I'm giving them the reframe, I'm showing them the forest through the trees. That's the second piece, right? So third piece, I've brought them down to the lowest point they can go now. This is kind of like bridge jumping territory. They're like, oh, you know, this is, uh, I'm in trouble here. Like here, he told me my pain points, he told me, and then he told me why those pain points are happening. And he, and he also told me what's gonna happen if they don't, if I don't get solved, I better solve this problem. That's how you kind of get them to an urgency piece. Yep. Once you've done that, the next, the important thing now is you need to give them some hope. You need to say, here's how you need to start thinking about this problem if you want to solve it. Now, this is a really important, important subtlety. This is not your solution yet. Your solution is when Luke blows up the Death Star, but that's not your, you don't give them that yet. What you need to do now is you need to say, listen, whether you work with me or not, or work with somebody else, here's the way you need to start thinking about this problem. So if I'm talking about my business, I say, listen, you got to get out there and be talking to customers yourself. You have to be the one who who sells. You can't outsource this. You can't bring in a VP of sales who has some impressive resume, who's never actually had to build a business from the ground up on their own. uh, And if you do that, you're going to be you're going to be in big trouble. So what you need to do is you need to be the one who's selling, and you need to get so good at it that the only time you bring in somebody else is when you've built the playbook and you've built the pattern yourself, and then use that money on lower level people who can execute on the strategy that you've already built. Man, so that's, that's how you need to start start thinking about this. So that's kind of the key piece. Now that doesn't that leads into why I built my company. But that doesn't, that's not me talking about my company. If you and I, Joey, never talk again, you can take that advice and you can, and there's value in it for you. And, you know, that naturally leads to here's my way of solve, here's how we solve the problem for our clients. It's just one approach. You don't have to take it, but you should think about those principles. But here's how we do that. We know that gap's very hard to fill. We know it's really hard for you as a, as a CEO with technical or subject matter expertise to build a sales process from the ground up because there's just no way you can have that skill set. So what we do is we work with you over a quarter. We turn the knowledge, we tell, we help translate the technical and subject matter knowledge you have into a sales playbook that's in line with best practices. And then we help you hire, train, and coach the people who you're at the junior level to be successful executing the playbook we all put together. So it's like, that's the, so that's how we solve the problem. But I'm not pushing them towards that. I'm, I've taken them on the journey where they've said, okay, I'm, you know, I, I'm skeptical. I don't really want to hear this. I don't believe I have a huge problem or I don't believe this person can solve it. To now they're engaged, to now they're interested, or, or, and to now there's urgency, to now they're, to now they're enthusiastic, to finally buyer. Awesome. And that's how you take them through. Great. And Dom, where can people learn more about your business and connect with you? And because uh, you've sucked me in, man, but we're uh, we're out of time. But how can people find out where to blow up the Death Star uh, and connect with you online? Sure. So I'm going to get all the I'll get the, all the hater comments for uh, spoiling Star Wars for everyone. Um, <laughs> So they can go to my website, www.thecleancellsell.com. You can email me at dom at thecleancell.com, and I'm happy to talk to you. Also, if, if anyone wants to, I for your listeners, I'm happy to give them kind of the the outline that I mentioned to you. We have a we have a worksheet that I use with clients, so I'm happy to give that. Just have anybody email me and mention your show in the in the subject line, and I'll make sure to, to get that over to them. Uh, so hopefully that, that can help. And it really gives kind of a breakdown of each stage of what your core sales story should look like and the, the thing that i just went through was that core sales story and that core sales pitch so hopefully that'll be helpful to them if you've recently started a business why take away time from what you're good at only to focus on difficult pesky hr problems jumpstart hr llc offers a better solution jumpstart hr provides hr outsourcing support to u.s-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 hr outsourcing firms in the country according to businessnewsdaily.com 
From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.